You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. My name is Kate. I'm the Marketing and Communications Director at Dietitian Connection. I've got a very special and exciting guest with me today. Uh, Simone Austin is an advanced sports dietitian, media dietitian, speaker, and president of Sports Dietitians Australia. Simone has almost 25 years of experience as a dietitian. She's worked with and fed elite athletes, and she's also collaborated with top chefs and she's one of the most down-to-earth energetic and passionate dietitians I've met so I'm so excited to be speaking to you today Simone and thank you so much for joining us Thanks, Kate, and thanks for that introduction. Sounds pretty impressive. <laughs> it does. Oh, and you are impressive. Um, and to, to kick us off, could you, um, could you give us an insight into what are three words that describe you? Three words. I think most people and even myself would say I'm chatty or talkative. I'm pretty happy, energetic. And the other day I had someone describe me as upbeat and smiling. So I'll take that. I love that, Simone. And I think I'm pretty similar as well and that I'm always smiling. <laughs> yeah, definitely you are. And upbeat. Yeah. Um, and such a good trait to have, I think. Um, so, yeah. So in line with that, um, you know, I understand you're quite passionate about sports nutrition and also marketing with um, one of your roles as president of SDA. But I wondered if you could expand a bit more on what, you know, what you're really passionate about um, and as a leader and as a dietitian? I think my biggest thing is that I'd like us to market ourselves as dietitians more. We've got so much to offer, our great knowledge and expertise, but not enough people know we're out there and that we've got this great information. And a good way to get the information out there is to have nutrition as being positive and that it's um, not that hard. And so sports nutrition is a really good way to do that because it's not about being sick It's not necessarily about what you can't eat. It's very much positive about what can you eat to make yourself perform well. So I'd really love us to market nutrition in probably a more positive manner so that we can reach more people and really get the audience's attention. I love that, Simone, and it certainly shines through in your Instagram, um, you know, how positive (laughs) you are and, and focusing on all the positive aspects of food. And enjoying it at the same time, all food, no yeah. guilt, enjoy it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, so one of the kind of really interesting components of your work that I'm really interested in hearing about is your um, role with elite athletes. And I understand that your football team, Hawthorne AFL, has won three premierships under your guidance as their in-house dietitian. And so I'd really like to know what's it like knowing that you're fueling top athletes? Kate, like they're um... – People get a bit starstruck, but athletes are just people, of course. Um, but they are—they have got attributes about being really focused, high achievers. Um, they're always looking about what they can do better. And so that's really exciting environment to be part of. And it gives you the opportunity, as long as you can sell that 
your message, that nutritional market, your message of nutrition as being important. You get to work with some people who are really keen to use your message to improve their performance. So it's all about what to eat again. So it's not always about what not to eat, but a lot of focus on what to eat in a really then when they're winning, like anything, that's, it is much easier to work in that environment. Um, lots of rewards of that feeling before a game when they're getting ready to run out on that field or a win afterwards. But then you've got your downs of your losses as well. So like another workplace as well, you've got your highs and your lows. But it is a, you are surrounded by people who are always striving to look for ways to do things better. And that means that that rubs off onto you as a dietitian. What can I do better? How can I improve marketing my message? And I think that's what I've learned a lot. I've got coaches, physios, masseurs, all these people to, that the players have to see. So how will I get them to prioritize nutrition? And I love that challenge. And and we talked about earlier how, um, you know, athletes aren't or maybe aren't always interested in nutrition from the beginning, but you've sort of got to, you know, help them understand how nutrition helps them as well. Yes, that's so true because when it, particularly um, AFL, rugby league that I've worked in, the players play it because they love it and they're then as well able to make a living at it, which is fantastic. But they're not necessarily the same as an athlete might see me in private practice who is keen to do it because they like the sport and want the nutrition to go with it, like a triathlete or a marathon runner or someone playing whatever sport they want to do at the best. They'll come and see me in private practice because they want to know about nutrition. Whereas the ones in the sporting team don't necessarily give a rat's don't really care necessarily. Some of them will, some of them won't, but they all have to because they've got body composition goals, they've got performance goals and training. So I, I do like to show them that nutrition can be fun. It's not about dieting. I get them in the kitchen. Um, we take them to the supermarket, which is quite hilarious with all these six foot four, you know, tall guys and me in the middle of the supermarket surrounded by them. Um, so make it fun and really show that by eating well, they can improve their performance. And we've got research to show that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, a few snaps of you in the kitchen with your players and yeah, it does look like quite a funny scene. They're hilarious. And you know, Kate, they are competitive about everything. It could be cutting carrots and it's who will do it better. <laughs> or they made a risotto and you have to judge which one is going to be best. <laughs> and there can't be, oh, no, this one's good because of that and that one's good for that. They, there's always got to be for them a winner. So it's a, why it's a winner. So I guess you could use that to motivate them a lot as oh, well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and you p- team them up with someone who's quite good at it, someone who's not, because they're also the type of people who don't like being not good at things. And so you've got to use a bit of psychology about what will motivate them rather than what will just turn them off. Mm, I love that. And um, so kind of flipping to one of the other hats that you wear, so you're president of the Sports Dietitians um, of Australia. And so I'm really interested to hear about your story, how that role came about and what you've learned in the role as well. I think part of it is really important to keep our profession growing and I suppose I got very passionate about um, us all contributing and at SDA I often call it um, at our conference last year at the tribe with the SDA tribe and together we can achieve a lot. So I started off with um, being on the board and I had no board skills at all so encourage anyone to get on the DA board or the SDA board 
and I learnt um, how to read a financial spreadsheet, um, marketing because we need to market to our members and externally and um, just working and listening to other people's ideas on a board. Governance. I didn't know, Kate, that if for some reason SDA financially was no good, us as um, directors of the, and on the board are actually responsible for that. Mm. So there's lots of um, regulations and things I've learned about, but I think I've really loved seeing how your ideas can pave changes to the profession, so how we can really move forward. I really I've enjoyed um, learning from others as well that are non-dietitians, mm. business skills. And I think we all need business skills and how to market our message. Yeah, and that's certainly something we're really passionate about at Dietitian Connections. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Same, same thing, really. Yeah. yeah. Your role. And you would see as well exactly what you're trying to do is to pave the way and get members and dietitians to be involved in their profession, mm. upskill yourself but also help upskill others yeah. so I can give back to our profession. Definitely. Is that and how you feel? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's easy to kind of stay in our own little bubble and do our own little thing, but that's not how we move forward together. So giving yeah. back to the whole community, yeah. yeah. And so I should say for anyone um, if, who's um, outside of Australia listening to this podcast, um, DAA is the Dietitians Association of Australia and so – you know, most countries have their own um, equivalent of the association or academy, and so I love that message of getting involved with your with the greater community and um, the greater profession within dietetics. Yeah, make change, make it happen. Yeah, think your ideas. No idea is a silly idea. Yeah, so really put your ideas forward. We're all smart people. Definitely. And one thing I find, um, or you know, I get from all of your, from all of the work you're involved in, Simone, is that you're about action, not just words. And I really love that. <laughs> sometimes too much action, Kate. <laughs> I think sometimes I'm juggling a few balls, and um, you've got to keep them all up in the air. But that keeps it exciting. I'm yeah. in a different workplace basically every day. It's yeah, exciting. I know. You must, you must have a lot of balls in the air. If I lost my phone with my diary or my backup of it, I just wouldn't probably know where to go <laughs> on what day. So it's pretty important. But yeah. everyone likes different things and I, I definitely like to have variety. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Simone, you're coming up to 25 years experience oh, as a dietitian. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that makes me old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, what, what's kind of the biggest lesson that you've learned on that journey I think from the start, I wish I had better education skills. I think in some ways a dietitian needs to be a dietitian with that knowledge, a counsellor or good counselling skills and educating skills. So I've really learned, not everyone learns the same way. And so I really have got to develop that at footy a lot. There's 46 players and one of me part-time. And so learning how people, or myself knowing how some are visual learners some need to be practical, some need, really need nurturing, others don't. So the biggest thing I've learned along my journey is that you have to adapt or change the style of your messaging to the person that you're working with. Um, and so I've tried to have some of my professional development in areas that are going to make me a better educator and a better person at selling the message. And actually, Kate, social media has helped me with that too. Succinct messaging to get your message across. Yeah, yeah I think that's helped. I Communication. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so applicable for loads of contexts, like, you know, 
multidisciplinary teams, um, different clients internally and the teams that we work with. Definitely. And being flexible. Um, certainly at footy, one time I might be pouring drinks, I might be cleaning the kitchen, could be packing the box to, for a game. Um, but then again, I might be deciding what supplements are there or um, writing the supplement policy. So being flexible as well um, is another thing I, I suppose I've, I've um, learnt to do. And so that leads me to my next question about your new book. Congrats, by the way. <laughs> yes, so, killing me. <laughs> are you, so you're writing it at the moment? So I've finished it in terms of my basic manuscripts. So um, I've now finished going through what the editor has done. So it's quite a long process. And that's, mm-hmm. um, now we're looking at front covers and then they'll have another edit and then hopefully it might be there, Kate. Are you, allowed to, are you allowed to tell us what it's about? Um, yes. So at the moment the title is Eat Like an Athlete. My whole goal is about using my knowledge of working with athletes but that everyone, again, back to that positive frame of mind, eating for performance, using uh, sports nutrition as a way for most of us to learn how do I eat to recover after a day? What should I eat to get my energy up? Um, How do I reduce my inflammation? How do I keep hydrated? We're all athletes in our own right. It's just at different levels. So Mm. how do we use that for the elite athlete, the weekend warrior, and the average person who might like to be a little bit more active? It's great. We'll keep us updated. Very excited. Very excited February. to see it come out. February. Yeah. Should be on the shelves in February. Yeah, n- lovely. Yeah, great. Um, and Simone, I, I mentioned earlier in your biography that you've worked with top chefs and, and one of them who's quite huge here in Australia and actually even internationally is George Columbaris from MasterChef. So can you tell us a little bit more about um, how that experience was and what you've learned from it? been quite um, exciting I've been able to present with George um, probably four or five times now to audiences where George is cooking or we're preparing some food and I'm with him on stage talking about the nutrition parts of it so we sort of now know a little bit about what one person's going to say and what the story might be and the questions to ask but it did start by he's an ambassador for Swiss wellness and I work at Swiss wellness a day a week and I've been there for 10 years and I've recently moved more to the marketing team So I'm probably more a health ambassador. I write about health and I um, go to events. And so that's where George and I connect because he's the draw card to the event. But you know what? George doesn't make me feel like I'm the other wheel or that I'm any lesser, which is just fantastic. He has a lot of respect for dietitians. And that he's the chef, and I'm not. I might know a bit about how to cook, but he's the chef. So I love learning about what he's got to say. And then I add my nutrition bits. So he might talk about zucchini that's in season and he'll say never boil it because it'll be like a soggy rag, um, always grill it or barbecue it. And then I get to talk about putting extra virgin olive oil on and why that's good or why the veggies are good. So it's a real team and he's a lot of fun, has a laugh and we can joke with each other now. So it's very exciting. I love that. It's such a good combination. Chef talking about how to cook something and then dietitian talking about, you know, how it's actually beneficial and and um you know com- what it's complementary to yeah I love it and I think um Kate's like how you had Jamie Oliver on the cover how fantastic is it that they know how to make the food that's their skill how mm. to make the food taste great and we know the nutrition of it mm. and just um working with other health professionals and using their 
um, skills and their expertise. Just like we always go on about people that we're the experts in nutrition, I think we need to remember that there's other people who are experts that can complement us mm. and make it fun and more exciting. Bring it alive. I'd love to see more opportunities with dietitians working with chefs. I think it's an amazing combo. Yeah, yeah. it's great fun. Yeah. Um, Let's see who you get on another one of your covers, hey? You'll probably have another chef soon on Instagram. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's very relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you've worked with quite a few uh, big names, Simone, and I, you know, I wondered if you could share your biggest sort of pinch me moment or biggest moment that you've had in your career so far. Look, early on, probably only after my first year out, I had done some work with Karen Inch, who, for those who don't know, most will, but is a um, leader in the sports nutrition, probably the one of the first sports dietitians here in Australia. And I did work experience with her and the job came up at the Western Bulldogs, one of our AFL teams, and she put my name forward and I went for the interview. So when I got that first, what I would call real big gig sports nutrition at a young age, I have to say I was pretty chuffed with that. Um, Working with George was pretty good though. Uh, Getting my book contract was pretty special because apparently they're pretty hard to get. Um, And the No um, Love Food campaign that um, dietitian connection we're very heavily involved with to really put our sports nutrition uh, put our dietetic profession out there and being chosen to be the face for sports nutrition I have to say that was pretty humbling um, and I was just so glad to be part of that whole campaign so I really loved that there's more than one sorry Kate I couldn't no, that's right. yeah and um, it was so great to have you involved in that campaign as well Simone um, I should just give a bit of background for anyone who maybe wasn't aware it was a crowdfunding campaign that we did to improve the public profile of dietitians and the whole point of it was to a sort of social awareness around what dietitians do and we had a number of ambassadors and Simone, you were our sort of sports nutrition ambassador and we also worked with a high profile football player as well which uh you know yeah which you know yeah yeah he helped us out and his sister's even a dietitian now yeah it's awesome yeah so that was really great and it's great to have you as part of that as well i think you um you you voice the message just so eloquently so thank you thank you Kate, I should say, though, one of my other pinch moments, I'd be really remiss to say, Hawthorne winning three premierships in a row was a pretty pinch moment as well. I imagine. <laughs> so I should say, I, I should add that one. Yeah, yeah that's that awesome. was for the players. Yeah. Yeah, but acknowledging that nutrition played nutrition. a large role in performance, of didn't course, it? Kate, of yeah. Course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's so great, Zerain. So, um, you know, I often meet, budding dietitians who are thinking about going into sports nutrition or even dietitians who have been in the field for a while and, you know, really want to start looking at specializing in sports. So I, you know, I can't think of a better person to give some advice on how to achieve their dreams. So I wondered if you could please share. Yeah, don't be scared. um, Contact, you know, ring, email people that you might like to contact if you see them at a, um, a function or a professional development, go up and introduce yourself, say hello, because making that connection personally always is so much better than just getting a, an email. Um, also, if you are contacting people, always think about 
what you can do for them as well. So rather than just saying, can I shadow you here or there, say, have you got a handout you'd like me to develop or have you got an event you'd like me to help with? You actually, you want to learn something yourself. So you want to be doing something and also that person's giving their time for you. So it would be much better for them as well if you could actually do something for them. Um, And work hard. You won't like everything that you do, but do it to your best. And then you'll probably start to see what you're really passionate about and maybe what you're not. Because I don't think at the start you actually know, um, unless you're, you know, you've, you've been along your journey, been really clear, but I'm still on my journey. And that's my other thing of advice is that just I started in um, uh, community health and health promotion with a bit of sports nutrition. And then my journey, I'm still, you know, moving and I'm recently moving into doing much more presentations and media. Um, and that's after 25 years, Kate, that I'm really, maybe I'm only growing up now. <laughs> I'm only deciding what I want to do when I grow up. But you don't have to stick to the same thing. But I'm learning to listen to my gut. What does my stomach mm-hmm. tell me? When somebody asks me to do something, like you asked me to do this podcast, Kate, and I'm like, yeah, cool, I want to do that. That's great. But something else someone might ask me, I'm like, like oh, God, that's the last thing I want to do. Then I start to know, well, that's not my passion, and mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do that as well. So really listen to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of my biggest things. Get involved in the um, in the field. Join special interest groups, boards volunteer at conferences, just help out, meet other dietitians, um, buddy up with people. Yeah, just just be involved and you'll learn where your pathway comes. I'm hearing a lot of collaboration and also you're always growing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And that there's plenty of work to go around, isn't there, Kate? Mm, yeah. Look at you. Look how you got your job. <laughs> yeah. Um, you- and I didn't know I'd be doing this when I was in university, so that's probably a good yeah. testament to your point. Yeah, and the connection takes over the world. You'll probably evolve in your job as well um, and the pathway it changes. And so it's okay to keep changing and evolving. Mm, thanks, Simone. Very kind. Um, I wondered if you could um, – well, actually, a question that's sort of on my in my head is uh, are there lots of different niches within sports nutrition? Like will you be doing a different job depending on what athlete you're working with? And Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So some sports dietitians like myself, are probably, I'm much more men's elite sports. So I've been rugby union, rugby league, soccer, the Australian men's cricket team. So very much um, men in elite sport. Other people will do much more endurance sports. Some people might be more um, like certainly swimming or it might be um, Olympic sort of style athletes, track and field. Another one I can think of, rowing. Um, cycling so yeah definitely dietitians sports dietitians often will have a bit of a niche but the other thing in that is that they often don't just work in sports dietetics so lots of them will work some in sports dietetics and then some in another field where it might be gut health it might be um, community health you know could be clinical but they're often not just in sports nutrition and do you think we need more dietitians working with athletes yeah, and I think um, athletes, Kate, but not just athletes. I think it depends what you call an athlete, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. So I don't think I don't think it has to be paid athletes. I think because we want to get the country moving more, um, and probably for a lot of the world, we need to get people moving more. So using what I said before, sports nutrition techniques with someone who actually needs to get to move more, 
and I've got a story. Have I got time for a quick yeah, story? Yeah, go Kate? for it. Yes, I love stories. I, I had um, some people in my private practice who were probably 70, 75 years old, so retired, and the lady had diabetes and high blood pressure and had been, you know, um, been told lots of times you've got to lose weight and got to improve your blood sugar, and she came to me quite disheartened about the whole thing. So I thought, let's flip this. And I asked her what footy team she barracked for, and they just started doing some swimming. So I said, okay, we're going to now look at improving your blood sugar and your blood pressure. Don't worry about your weight at the moment, and we're going to fuel you like an athlete. And she knew it was just a bit of fun, a different way to look at her diet. So her breakfast became her recovery food from their morning swim. Mm. Their lunch was looking, have I got enough protein in there? was going to help balance her blood sugar levels but have I got enough protein to maintain my muscle mass from my stimulus of my swim the morning in the morning what sort of carbohydrates are going to be slow release so we used sports nutrition for someone that you wouldn't call an athlete but it changed her world her yeah. diabetes was better her blood pressure was better and it wasn't about dieting anymore it was about her life performance so I think we can use sports nutrition tactics even if they're not technically a sports dietitian I love that so join yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's great. And you're also um, you're helping tell the story with the client as well in terms of why or why they should do something, why they should eat this, and yeah, yeah, I yep. love it. And the protein's a big one, Kate, because most of us need to have more muscle mass. Doesn't matter if you're um, particularly active or not, we still need to keep our protein. So using that sports nutrition, that athlete, and even hydration. Is a is a great way to tell a story. Mm, yeah, um, motivation. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And I think that comes back to what you were saying before, in line with marketing. It's really it's how you package it up and how you oh, try and sell yes. it to someone. Yeah, yeah. And we that's what we are. We don't massage. We're not a doctor in terms of giving um, a surgery, or we don't. We might do in sports industry, might do skin folds or body composition, but really we are our voice and our message. Mm. And so it has to, what's we know from presenting, the best way to get a message across is a story. So put your client, patient, whatever you want to call them, put them in the story. They Mm. are the story. Let them write their book with your information. Yeah, I love that. And actually, in line with what you were saying, you don't always get immediate effects from dietitians the way you do from other health professionals. And so that's a really good way of helping them reframe what they're actually looking for by maybe changing their food choices. That's such a great point. Yeah. 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 This has been so great, Simone. Um, I'd really like to know, because you're very busy, you get a lot done, you, you have loads of balls on the air, I'd, I'd really like to know what quote you live by and what really keeps you going. My quote in the last little while is, make gratitude your attitude. Oh. I really think thanking people, thanking yourself, looking at the positives, um, is a really important one. Um, so, yeah, make gratitude your attitude, smile, be nice, Just be nice. I love that. It can totally change your day and someone else's day as well, can't it? I can see you smiling at me, Kate, and that just, see, smile <laughs> and smile at somebody else and that just makes them smile so and everyone good. feels better. Yeah. Thanks, Simone. I feel like this whole chat has been um, us smiling at each other and having a good old um, <laughs> laugh. So thank you so well much. Done. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. It's been so awesome to learn more about um, your career, what you get up to um, on a day-to-day basis and also um, your little pearls of wisdom. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Kate. Have a great afternoon. (laughs) Look forward to chatting again soon. Bye.
Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. If you haven't already, we would love for you to check out the other episodes that we have available. We speak to trailblazers, dietitians who are doing amazing work within their practice and their businesses and also those who have really changed and advanced our profession. There's a whole library to choose from. And if you did enjoy the show, it would be so great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes and also uh, to pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. Thanks again for listening.